Hi everyone, welcome to this mini episode of Clearly Unfiltered. I'll release mini episodes like this now and again just to bring context to where the podcast is going. Next week, episode three drops on your favorite platform and I cannot wait for you to hear it. My conversation with pastor and spiritual misfit Joe Vettelan is fascinating. I grew up in an evangelical Baptist church in South Africa and I prayed what Christians would probably call the sinner's prayer with my Sunday school teacher in grade three or four. But my real spiritual awakening, if you want to call it that, happened in middle and high school. You see, I was heavily invested in my church's youth groups. I was leading holiday clubs, vacation Bible schools. I was involved in youth camps, uh, the lot. My identity was deeply tied to church culture, mainly because my parents were not comfortable with me attending many secular parties and events. In fact, I often just avoided the discomfort of asking them at all about going to these For the most part, those were actually really happy years, in fact, and I'm still grateful for the people who loved me and guided me and held space for me, which I now understand wasn't always easy because um, I'm neurodiverse, something I've only discovered later in life. In particular, my youth pastor in those days had a significant impact on my life and continues to do so from a distance, and I still hold him in really high regard. However, in that church space, it often felt like I was living a double life. There was church Bruce and real Bruce, or home Bruce and real Bruce. And so I didn't feel I could really fully be myself at church, and in many ways at home too, despite home being a very happy place for me. After graduating from university, I taught high school for seven years, and then became a youth and worship pastor at a local evangelical church. And early on in my seven years of vocational ministry, I I started sensing a disconnect between my understanding of the church and the leadership's view of it. And while I hadn't found my voice back then and probably lacked courage, it often felt again like there was a disconnect between what I displayed publicly to the church and what I felt in my heart. More and more, it felt to me like we seem to be in the business of emotional and spiritual manipulation, which might seem unfair, but... It really felt like we were constructing experiences for people that were intent on leading to a specific outcome. And this really seemed disingenuous to me, and I stopped believing in what we were doing. And then as a result of this tension and the unmanageable expectations of ministry, I was pushed to burnout. To be frank, the way my burnout was dismissed became a turning point for me. Ministry needs were obviously prioritized over my mental health and, in particular, the well-being of my young family. In addition to my own desperation, my partner was deeply hurt by the church, which is her story to tell. But all of this, in combination with the questions that were surfacing in my mind and, more recently, my realization that the global evangelical church's response to marginalized groups and abuse has been, on the whole, inadequate, I started what many would call a deconstruction journey. It's been 11 years since I left that church, and I've realized over the course of the pandemic that I'm still in recovery from that time. You see, I'm still triggered by the experiences I had, particularly being shamed and gaslit. And whenever I think of it, I'm taken back to how worthless I felt in those moments. Engaging with people who knew me in the church pastor person context has been pretty difficult. Uh, Because I often don't have the words to express where I'm at, and I feel judged. And I don't have any theological answers for why I am where I am. Truth is, I'm a very different person now than I was then, and I'm finding that I need to be braver about letting this new Bruce speak up. And 
that's what this podcast is about in some ways. Also, I have so much to process, some of which feels very much like loss. And every now and again, a voice in my head asks me if I'm crazy to be breaking all of this down. You see, there's some things I really struggle with. I struggle with the lack of transformation in the church. I'm perturbed that anti-racism and social justice work is equated with far-left liberal Marxism instead of being about loving others. And also, as I shared in episode two, if you've listened to that, I actively affirm the LGBTQIA plus community, and I believe wholeheartedly that LGBTQIA plus Christians should be welcomed fully into every aspect of church life. They should be allowed to lead, preach, pastor, lead worship, whatever it is. And not many churches in South Africa are affirming at all, so I'm at odds with many people on this issue. Come as you are doesn't really mean come as you are in many churches. And so while I still believe in Jesus, I'm not sure the Christian moniker describes who I am becoming. My theology is shifting and I'm questioning many things that I once believed wholeheartedly. I was always taught blind faith, but I don't believe that anymore. And I also think that churches today don't really model what early Christian communities looked like or what Jesus had in mind. As a result of all of this, I have withdrawn from some circles, but I've intentionally engaged with others around the world who have had similar experiences. I've curated a community of people with diverse views who are helping me to engage authentically with my wrestling and without judgment. This has been so affirming. I also regularly connect with my friends Ayanda and Paul, who are both strong Christians, but What I love about spending time with them is neither of them are offended by my views. They're not taken aback. They hold space for me. And so I think I would just like kinder, smaller, more diverse and more inclusive Christian spaces that don't hold so tightly to their beliefs that they end up hurting people. And I'm also left with regret. Because you see, for seven years, I was part of a system that I found to be hurtful. And some of you who are listening to this might even have known me as your pastor. And I can't help but think that in that role, I perpetuated problematic worldviews and practices. And so I think I'll always have to live with that. So that's the backdrop to my Misfit conversation with Joy Vetline, which will be available next week, just before the Easter weekend, in a week's time, in fact. Subscribe to Clearly Unfiltered on your favorite platform or follow at Clearly Unfiltered Pod on Instagram. Let me know if what I'm sharing resonates with you. And if you're enjoying these reflections, please share these episodes with people who might benefit.